and welcome. It's Trucking Answers, and I'm coming to you today again through your ear hole, which is the preferred method. I'm here with Gracie, my co-host, who co-hosts all my shows with me. She's up and ready to give her opinion on what's happening in an orange perspective. So today we've got some uh, trucking news, including the exact best time to check your oil. It's uh, 10.09 a.m. every day, just so you know, scientifically. Also, why you should or should not run your headlights all day, okay, on your truck. We also have your customer score. Do you know what a car dealership, there's a score for you. You're scored by the dealership and the um, uh, manufacturer. I'll talk to you about that and about a question I had about that. And in the third half of the show today, we are going to have another reason why we do not live on Mars. Do you know why we're not living on Mars? Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot people on this planet. And so we can't live there because they're stupid and we have to take care of them in one way or another. So before we get into this trucking news, I want to talk about this Nicholas Cruz trial. I'm sure you've heard about it. You remember on the podcast, we can talk about basically whatever we want. And so we're going to talk about that. That's in the news. He's the one in the Parkland school shooting. Okay, so this went to trial. And what the news is reporting is jury recommends life in prison. This is not really a true story. Hard to believe the media is not reporting exactly what happened. In that trial, for him to get the death penalty, all the jurors had to agree. If even one of them did not agree, he gets life without parole, okay? Well, guess what? One juror didn't agree. A woman, okay? And they didn't agree, and she said, oh, well, two people, you know, after I voted, then, you know, when they they changed their vote later. One person. One person. This is another reason we don't live on Mars. Okay, a juror like that. And she said, oh, you know, it was bad in there. I felt threatened. Well, you know what? Uh, You know, people shouldn't threaten you, of course, because it's illegal. But I'll tell you what, you're an idiot. Okay, you're an idiot. And this is the reason that's my opinion of it. And I can have an opinion that says she's an idiot. Someone who does this doesn't deserve to live, in my opinion, should have been killed on the spot. Okay, on the spot. Maybe... He'll get dommered. How about that? Can we uh, can we think that way about it? Maybe we should. Because, you know, if we're unwilling to even punish, you know, somebody like this, I don't even know what to say. If there was a better case for the death penalty, I don't know what it is. You know, I just do not know what it is. We cannot work off of our feelings. You know, you wonder why I like Spock the best of everybody. Then what happens in the jury room? Somebody comes up with their feelings. Well, you know, his childhood wasn't great. That doesn't matter. Okay? All your choices you make as an adult are yours. Stop blaming your past. Stop it. Just stop it. And they're saying, well, you know, his mother did drugs or whatever. Well, why isn't the mother charged? Why isn't his... And then they also said his adoptive parents... I actually don't know if his mother's alive. His adoptive parents, who are alive didn't get him the help he needed, why aren't they charged then? Because, look, if the defense is going to say, and people are going to buy it, that this is a contributing factor, why aren't they charged also? 
Okay, we can't have this both ways where the reason he did something or didn't do something is because of somebody else's actions. That means they should also be charged in this. If we're not going to charge them, bring anything up on them, then you can't use that as an excuse. Either way, he should have been killed on the spot. He still should get the death penalty. And, uh, you know, maybe that will happen at some point. We can always hope. Okay, so that's what I got to say about that. You can write to me, but if you think he should still live, then, you know, don't write to me. Okay. So, uh, look. Checking your oil. When do you check the oil in your truck? 10.09 a.m., like I suggested? Okay. Turns out that may not quite be scientifically accurate, but uh, when you should check your oil is after it's been sitting at least a couple of hours turned off. Okay, simple. It needs to be cold. Cold truck, as they say. I see people, and I notice that, you know, every once in a while. Not everybody does, but sometimes I'll see somebody with their hood open, checking their oil, filling up their truck. This is completely useless. Even the owner's manual of the truck, if you don't have one, you can read it online. And the owner's manual of your car, same thing. Check the oil when it's cold after it's been turned off for a while. At least a couple of hours, preferably overnight. Because you're checking the level of the oil in the pan. Okay, we want it all drained back into the pan. Somebody said, well, Mark, it'll be drained back. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Okay, we want the oil in the pan level to be correct. That's what you're looking for. You don't check it after you've been running down the highway. You check it when it is cold. All right, if you're going to check it at all, check it when it's cold. Same with your car. You can't blast into the gas station and then check your oil. That is not useful. Owner's manual of the car, owner's manual of the truck says the same thing. Check it cold so that you can get the correct pan level. All right, so that's the story on that. Headlights. Do not use them during the day. And yet another study just came out. There was one a couple of years ago which resulted in the same kind of conclusions that if you have your headlights on, which illuminates, as it says, all the lights, including all your trailer lights, it is less safe than having just daytime running lights because the difference in lumens, right, from a light that is off to a brake light as opposed to a light that is on as a running light to a brake light, you want that difference to be as large as possible. So when you're running with your headlights on, and I see this on the back of some trucks, we have our headlights on for safety. Actually, it is less safe, and another study just proved this, which is what I've always said. It's actually less safe to run with your headlights on. You're much better off having daytime running lights on the truck. Now, our new trucks, Cascadias, have daytime running lights on them, LED daytime running lights, and so that's what I have on during the day. I don't run with my headlights on, although my trailers don't say it, so I guess I don't have to do it. Some companies do say that, and I do see some drivers with them on. Now, maybe company policy. I guess you could tell them about uh, all the studies. I'm sure companies could care less about anything like that. As soon as some idiot safety person at your company gets an idea in their head about safety, they just run with it. They probably see all these General Motors cars with daytime running lights, and a lot of cars now have LED daytime running lights, and that is a good thing. That does improve safety. They've shown this in many different studies, but having the lights on all day is less safe than just having daytime running lights. It's actually less safe than having no lights on at all because you want a maximum lumen difference in all of your taillights. So if we're going to be maximum safety, 
we're not going to have the lights on during the day. Now, night, Mark, somebody's going to write to me. You watch. Mark, uh, do you mean we should never run with our lights on? Look, I get these kind of questions. Okay, no, of course, at nighttime. But if you don't otherwise need your lights on, you should not have them on if you want to be as safe as possible. Speed limiters are back in the news. Guess what? Guess what? Did we not call that here? Is this not the best trucking podcast where we call all this stuff? The FMCSA read through all of your comments about speed limiters on trucks. You know what? For a while there, they're taking public comment on whether trucks should be limited to either 60, 65, or 68 miles an hour commercial vehicles, right? They read through all of your 17,000 comments. This is what they said. 90%, 90% were opposed. 90%. That's what they say. And so what are they going to do, of course? They're going to move ahead with the speed limiter. That's what they said. They said by next year, middle of next year, they will have uh, an advanced notice of proposed rulemaking, okay, as it's called. And they'll post that out for public comment. And then uh, so many days after that, with 30, 60 days, I don't actually know what it is off the top of my head, it becomes a rule. So there you go. So even though everyone that commented almost was opposed, universally most people are opposed to it. And the FMCSA said, uh, you know what? Why don't y'all get lost? Because we're going to do it anyway. Now, they did change it a little bit. It's not going to be all commercial vehicles. It will be all commercial vehicles over 26,000 pounds. So Joe's Plumbing or whatever, that would be a commercial vehicle, right? The van that says plumbing all over it. It's got pipes and stuff. We pipe you up and pipe you down kind of thing. That person will not have to speed limit their vehicle. Um, any vehicle, of course, that is required to be placarded. No, so if it has an amount of hazmat that has to be placarded, that person has to be a commercial driver with a hazmat endorsement. That would be a commercial vehicle, right? Not does not have to be placarded. So Lynn Care, all these little uh, you know commercial vehicles, no, twenty six thousand pounds. And I think it will be 68 personally. So we'll see. Maybe 65 though, because some states it's a 65. It's not going to be 60. I cannot imagine it being 60. The uproar would be incredible. Although, you know, in Europe, it's what, 55, 58 or something like that. So my European friends can uh, let me know what that is. It isn't fast. But it will be out next year, even though everybody is opposed to it. Now, vehicles that don't have a computer will be harder to speed limit. And what I think what I think they'll do, since I predict this, is they will just have a national speed limit for trucks. They'll say, look, interstate speed limit, commercial vehicle over 26,000 maximum, we'll have to set it at whatever this thing is, 65, 68 or whatever. And if you're going faster than that, boom, you're just, you're in violation because commercial vehicles will be prohibited from going faster than that speed anywhere, uh, anywhere, period. And of course, look at the states to go along with it. Because they bribe them. They say, look, the money we stole from you through taxing your state, we're not going to give any part of that back to you. And the states will set the limit at that speed, and that'll be the end of it. That will be the end of it. So just keep that in mind when you think, oh, I'm going to go, you know, tell the government something or whatever. They don't care. You know, and they don't care. And that's our fault. Right? This is all our fault. It isn't any, it's not, well, the government's out of control. The government, nobody just walks in and takes a post in the government. Okay, you put them there. I put them there. Okay, we all put them there. 
and then we complain about what they do. But will, will people be removed? Here we have midterm elections coming up. Everybody that's in Congress should be removed. Okay, how about that? All new people. Will that happen? No. Will a few people change seats? Yeah, and it'll be close even on those. But will will we clean house? No, because everybody wants somebody else's person to be removed. But they don't do anything about their own person. And then most people don't even bother to vote. A midterm, what are we going to get here in Indiana? Like 18% of people vote? Even though it's so easy here in Indiana, early voting has already started. Did you know you can go vote on weekends here in Indiana? And I think there's even some during the week as well at the courthouse. But you can go. They have a several sites set up 9 to 5 on Saturdays and Sundays uh, through October for the elections. You can just walk in and vote. Isn't that great? Pretty easy. But yet, oh, it's so difficult to vote. No. It couldn't be any easier. You can also get an absentee ballot, and most people won't do it, and then they will complain. And then you get this. You get government like this. Furthermore, in environmental news, because I know everybody's opposed uh, to that, the government also, besides 68 miles an hour, which I think it'll be 68, it isn't set yet, they don't want you to be able to set the cab of your truck to more than 68 degrees of heat because the heat escapes and warms the environment okay we have climate change it's become a big deal and the government says look if you are able to turn the heat up in your cab or your truck some of that heat's going to get out and it continues to warm the environment they get they said that truck cabs are the number three problem of environmental warming did you know that i had no idea okay i had no idea so they're going to prevent you from turning the heat up beyond 68 degrees. They'll have heat sensors set up at the scales. Look, I can't make this kind of stuff up, okay? I mean, I wish I wish we could. <clears throat> you know, I wish we really could. But So as you go by in the scales, they're setting these up. You see, them, you see them on the poles and stuff. They have some kind of infrared sensor, kind of similar to what I see actually on, on patrol, right? where they'll send a drone or a helicopter and they have the heat readings. You can see like people walking around the ground. I think it's fascinating, really. They'll be able to do the same thing in the truck. And so they'll be able to do that. And as you go by, if it's more than 68 degrees in there, which is like 612 uh, centigrade, I don't know what the conversion is, and 9 Kelvin, uh, you're that's it. It's an environmental ticket. Okay, right there. You're not going to be able to do it and you'll have to prove that you can turn it down you'll be out of service until the temperature in your truck goes below 68 degrees you're not gonna be able to go out and spread all your heat around all over the place okay so because of the environmental concerns you know climate change and all that kind of stuff so remember you know start now because this comes out here early next year so get used to now setting at 68 put a little thermometer in there so you know exactly where it's going to be and uh, that's what they're going to do with that stuff there's a crash on I-78 in Pennsylvania this week. Did you see this? Go look at these pictures. Six semis, among a couple of other vehicles. Now, there is one semi-refrigerated trailer, and the cab of the truck behind it is completely underneath the semi. It drove underneath the cab. Why? Because it's following too closely, right? If an accident happens in front of you and you cannot stop, you are too close. I wish they would ticket all these drivers, but they don't. Okay, so you if no matter what happens in front of you, you have to be able to stop without hitting it. If you can't, you're too close to the vehicles in front of you and back off. Okay, simple as that. 
And this other thing, Wisconsin, a semi-driver is driving on the road and goes off the road into a gas station and kills somebody who's filling up their car. Okay, you can't even fill your car up anymore. Blasts into the gas station, starts to fire, the whole place burns to the ground. 22-year-old man from uh, Illinois. They didn't say Chicago, right? They didn't release his name. I probably can't pronounce it anyways. Uh, DUI. Will you please stop with the DUIs? Okay, it's just so aggravating to me. It's so aggravating to me. You know, this guy's filling up his car trying to live his life and is dead because some idiot has to drink and drive. It just aggravates me to no end. There's no excuse for it. There's no reason for it. There's nothing good comes of it. Would just stop it? You know, I'm almost back with the prohibition people, to be honest with you. I just don't see any point to drinking at all, honestly. But if you're going to drink, can you please get a ride or something? Do people, How many more people have to die every year? I mean, it's senseless. It's completely senseless. Completely senseless. And so I feel for that family of that person. And, uh, you know, that person's in jail. Not for long, I'm sure. It's just very disappointing to me. Now, when you take your car to a dealership, do you know that you have a customer score? You do. All right. So this question came to me because I have a Ford Escape. So I got a question from somebody who has, like, I think it was an 18 Escape. Anyway, they're having the same engine problem I had on my Escape because it's a known problem, but they are out of warranty. And they said, hey, Mark, if I take it in, is Ford going to do anything for me? Well, here's the story. I said, uh, do you have warranty? No, they're past their five-year, 60,000-mile powertrain warranty, where Ford says, during this time, we'll fix powertrain problems. So they're beyond that. They did not buy an extended warranty. Okay. So you said, I will take my chances. Whenever you have a car without any kind of service plan, warranty, or anything, you are saying, look, I'm going to take my chances on this car. Like my Sonic, nothing, right? So I drive it around, I take my chances. If there's a problem, I got to fix it. And they're like, well, this is a known problem, so what should I do about it? I said, okay, do you take the car to Ford for service? No. Okay. Did you buy the car at a Ford dealer? No. <clears throat> All right. I said, so what is their incentive to help you? with this because Ford has been known to cover some or even most of these repairs even out of warranty for people but I said your customer score is going to be probably zero and they're like what's that well when you buy cars at the dealer okay the manufacturer gives you a score for that Okay, and when you get your vehicle serviced at the dealer of the manufacturer of that vehicle, you get a score for that. And that adds up. All right, and so this is another reason, kind of a hidden reason that people don't realize. They, oh, that's not true. It's absolutely true. They'll pull, they could pull that up and look at it because that's how they determine what kind of goodwill they are going to do for you. Okay, and so when... You go in there then and say, look, I don't give you, the dealer, any money ever. And I also don't give you, the manufacturer, any money, uh, you know, at all. And now I want you to help me. No. The answer is going to be no. 
because the idea for these goodwill repairs that manufacturers do, because the dealer will call the manufacturer, they have a rep, right, and say, hey, we've got this person here who's got this problem, it's expensive, you know, let's help them out because this, and then they give them your customer score. Okay, and so they're like, okay, so this person, we want to keep this person as a customer because we continue to make money from them, right? Right. That's why they do stuff for some people and not for other people. What is their incentive to help this person? Let me ask you that. Well, they keep a customer, but they already are not their customer. And this person who cheaps out on it, let's, I'm going to be honest with it, right? Oh, I don't want to go pay that little extra money to get my car fixed at the dealer. But, but now, now that you have a problem, now you want the dealer to help you. See, that's not how it works. One hand has to wash the other hand. Okay? One hand washes the other hand. I have a high score at the dealer because I buy my cars there and I get my work done there. So when I went in to get the engine replaced on the Escape, for the same problem that they are having, they pulled around an Explorer for me to go drive. Yeah, here you go. Right? And we'll just take care of this. Simple. Now, mine was under warranty, but a manufacturer's warranty, let me let you know this. Okay. On Ford, GM, Chrysler, right? All of Stellantis, whatever. You do not get a loaner car. Okay. That's why in some places, they don't print them under here. But on some places, it'll say dealer service vehicle or whatever. Those are supplied by the dealer. You're not entitled to a loaner car under the manufacturer's warranty at most places, including Ford. Okay, they'll, they say, look, we'll fix it uh, under warranty, but they don't have to give you a car. The dealer does that because why you have a good dealer score, you have a good relationship with the dealer. Okay, I got to take an edge one time while I was having my oil changed. Because I went over there and I'm like, how long is it going to be? He's like, a few hours. I go, well, all right, I'll come back. I got some stuff I need to get done today. He goes, look, just take that edge, right, if you're just going to be in town here. And uh, just come back in a, two hours when we're done. So do you think everybody gets that? Are they treating me like a king? No, they're not doing that. But, but I have a good score there. And when you need something, when you really need something, the engine in his, his vehicle is going to be over $8,000. Okay, it's up from when I had mine. Mine was free. It would have been $7,200. And so now you want them to do something for you, but you've done nothing for them. You know, you only want. You're not unwilling to give. So you have to, you have to give first. Give first. Yeah. Is an oil change there more? Maybe. Okay, maybe. It's more than doing it yourself, certainly. And, uh, you know, is it a little more? Okay, yeah. But if they'd have got their work done there, this might be a different discussion. But there is a score generated for each person that comes in there. So when he goes in there and says, hey, here's the VIN. Uh, This is what I need done. What can you do for me? Nothing. And I agree with that. Because they're never going to make any money from this person. They go, he's never bought a car here. He's, you know, 40 years old or whatever. He's never bought a car from us. Didn't buy this one. Never gets work done here at all. And now wants us to go to bat for him for through Ford to get him something. He doesn't even buy the car from Ford. So I agree that he shouldn't get anything because one hand has to wash the other. But if you don't know it, 
And this, I've sold cars at several full line dealers and they all did the same thing. There is a score generated for you. Maybe they'll tell it to you. Maybe they won't. All right. I know I have a good score there because I buy cars there. You know, not every day, but when I go to a car, I go over there. When I go in for service, which it's getting fall here, I'll be getting both cars in again for their fall service. While they're in doing that, I go up to the showroom and I talk to the service manager who's been there for many years. He knows who I am when I walk in there. Why? Just for this kind of thing. Goodwill. Schmoozing. Schmoozing. It isn't brown nosing. It's schmoozing. It's like, hey, I'm here again. I'm here spending money. Is what I'm saying, basically. Yeah, I'm up here. I go, I tell them, yeah, cars in for service, getting regular service. Just gonna come and poke around. They know I'm there. I'm in getting service. They know that. So later, if I need something, they know that I I don't just walk around in there. I give the place money. I pay them money. And so if I need something, then that hand washes back to my hand. It's like we each give each other, you know, stuff with our hands. You know, where I do my hand to him. His hand and me, we're handing back and forth. We're giving handies, basically. You know, here's my hand, take my hand, kind of hand. And one hand washes the other, and we keep our hands clean that way, I'll tell you. So when you need something, remember, you can't go to a place that you're, you've un, you're unwilling to give. Getting, the only way to get is to give, okay? You can't, it cannot be a one-way thing. So always be willing to give if you want to get. Get, but do the giving first. Do the giving first. This person is gonna is gonna be out eight thousand dollars if they buy the engine, because they are, were unwilling to give. They only want to get. They were like, oh well, they want, what are they gonna do for me? Well, what did you do for them? What have you done for me lately? Right. That is a that's how a customer score at a dealership works. Now, as I sit here and ponder why I'm not on Mars, I go to Grant, Michigan. Where a student has painted a mural that they put on the wall. You know, this happens. They have art contests or whatever. I was never any good at it. Let's just be honest with it. When you just have a stick figure or whatever on there, art was just never my thing. So, you know, I'm always impressed by that. Oh, 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 oh. if you saw this. Oh, okay, tangent, tan tangent alert. If you saw this, two environmental protesters, this has nothing to do with Grant, Michigan. Two environmental protesters went in through soup on a Van Gogh painting, uh, uh, daisies, right? Daffodils, uh, sunflowers. That's what it is, sunflowers. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Did you see that? Did you see it? Okay. What does that have to do with anything? Let's wonder. When you are an environmental protester, why are you sewing, throwing soup on a painting? What does that do for you? Uh, do I look at that and go, oh, you know what? I think we should do something about the environment. When they had an, a cars in uh, art or whatever, artistic cars, something to that effect, exhibit at the Museum of Art in Indianapolis. And the wife and I went. It was a few years ago. So they had a bunch of car paintings and stuff. And then we got to look through the whole museum. Never at any point did I look at the wife and go, you know what? Give me a can of soup immediately. This has, Somebody's got to put an end to this. Okay, so... Okay, so that's just an aside. This room just reminded me of that. Okay, so awesome. Tangent. Anyways, back to Grant, Michigan. Grant, Michigan. Now, the, the student who painted this, and actually I don't know that it says how old the student is. So on this, where are we at here? We had like 10-year-olds, 15-year-olds. I don't know. It just says a student artist. Okay, so here's the thing. Parents are freaking out. 
about this about this mural now now it has a transgender flag and some of the parents are freaked out about that but that isn't the big problem okay that is not the big problem of the painting and this is why i cannot live on mars okay there is apparently in the mural the, by the way the student says they painted the mural without any ill intentions you know sorry sorry about that we didn't mean anything the teen safety by these same parents who are so concerned about it have the teen has been getting death threats so i guess she's a teen they said there's a hamza hand h-a-m-s-a now i don't know what that is okay because apparently i'm too old to know what it is the student says that it is a mask from a video game that they like but you know what the parents said why they want this taken down because that is witchcraft yeah witchcraft okay the, so i had to go look at my calendar i'm like am i back is this the middle ages what happened to me here what am i should i paint half myself blue what is going on parents are concerned about the mural because of witchcraft <laughs> i don't even know what to say anymore i do not know what to say and they're they're this team has gotten death threats they have police in front of their house because of their witchcraft mural witchcraft really is this where we are today and you wonder why we can't get to mars you wonder why we can't even get down the street okay witchcraft so there's still people are like witch 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 i can just picture that in there you know pointing at her witch witch she's a witch witch what is going on where what kind of backwards inbred idiot people live in grant michigan they're like, well, oh my God, that's witchcraft right there. Come on, people. Would you please try to get over yourself for two seconds? No matter what, it isn't. Okay, say it was. They painted it intending. Intent with full intention of of trying to, uh, you know, show witchcraft. There's no witchcraft. Okay, there aren't witches. I hate to tell I know, I know. Spoiler alert. should have said spoiler alert. That shouldn't bother anybody. When somebody says, I'm a witch, I'm like, okay, all right. Like, who cares? It doesn't, that is, means nothing, okay? It means nothing. But this is where we still are in society, where, you know, you may have some kind of issue with something, but certainly witchcraft, witchcraft certainly shouldn't be one of them. All right, and then <laughs> to prove how much you hate witchcraft, you are going to threaten the teen to kill them. I love it. You know what? I hate witchcraft so much, I'm going to murder you on the spot. Come on. If I see you outside. Okay. I hate to tell everybody, there's no witchcraft. You can write to me all you want. There's no witchcraft. The painting doesn't have anything to do with witchcraft because there's no witches. Okay. So that's how it works. Grant, Michigan, okay, should move, perhaps move itself to somewhere in southern Arkansas where the city would do better there. This is why I can't get to Mars. Because people still think there's witchcraft. Okay? People are still like 700 years behind the times. I just can't get over it. Either way, that's where we are today. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Mark at TruckingAnswersNation.com. Write me with your witchcraft stories. All right? If you want to get into trucking the right way, save some money along the way, become a successful truck driver, 
launchwithmark.com. And we will be back soon with another podcast.